Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. What's up, know-it-alls? You got stuff you don't need to know. I'm Jay. Let's get down to it. So if you're a frequent listener of the show, you probably realize that I haven't posted an episode in a couple of weeks. Uh, That's because I took a bit of a hiatus. I went on vacation. I went out to Las Vegas with my daughter, Cassie. Had a really great time. We had a blast, but I'm back now and I'm ready to talk. So as I always like to say, Let's get down to it. Okay, so if you're a frequent listener to the show, you know that this is a geek and nerd podcast, and I talk about a variety of subjects on it. And today I'm going to talk about a subject I really haven't talked about before, and some people might hear it and say, well, is this really a geek topic? Is this really a nerd topic? And the thing is, is let me just clarify a little bit. To be a geek about something or to be a nerd about something, you know, it's not that old, uh, you know, thick glasses with the tape and, uh, you know, revenge the nerds kind of a thing. If you're a geek about something, it just means you're really, really passionate about it. And today's topic is going to be a sports topic because I'm a pretty big geek when it comes to sports. I absolutely love sports. I love all the major ones. I love all the minor ones. I love, like, if, you know, if you ever watch the movie Dodgeball and they talk about, you know, the Ocho ESPN 8 with its sort of out there sports-like dodgeball and whatnot, you know, if, if it's if it's a competition, if it's an athletic competition of some type, chances are I will give it a go, watch it, and really, really enjoy it. So today, like I said, I'm going to be doing um, a sports topic. And you know what? Since this is the first sports topic that I'm doing, let's just start with a big one. And I think that's, you know, over in the NBA, it's a debate about... Hey, who's the GOAT? Who's the greatest of all time? And I think, you know, you could throw a lot of names out there, but really, really what it comes down to is, you know, really the age-old debate of who was the greatest basketball player of all time comes down to two men, and that's LeBron James and Michael Jordan. So now, before I go any further, one of the things I want to say is, look, by the time I get to the end of this podcast, I'm going to tell you who I think the greatest basketball player is of all time. That's not going to take anything away from the other player. These are both phenomenal players. You know, if you're out there, uh, you know, it's a pickup game and, you know, it comes down to these two. I mean, I think I know who I would pick first, but if somebody else picked this guy first and I was left with the, with the other one, I'm not going to cry about it. I mean, these are two of the greatest basketball players that ever lived. And I just want to get that out of the way. This isn't, you know, lifting one up and knocking the other one down. This is really just kind of comparing them and really trying to settle this debate of, you know, who is the greatest of all time. Now, the thing is, you know, when I was getting ready to do this episode, I, I watched a lot of videos. I read a lot of articles about this debate pretty much because, like I said, this this rages all the time you know, watch ESPN. I mean, that's pretty much my big sports thing to watch is ESPN. You know, the analysts will, do, this is this is a question that comes up and everybody, everybody from Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, Shaq, Kenny the Jet Smith, uh, you know, any, I mean, again, any former NBA player, any current NBA player, you know, any basketball fan, basketball fans from my generation, you know, I'm going to be turning 50 very soon. So, you know, for me, my generation is is like, you know, the 80s, you know, to 
basketball fans of today. I mean, I think this is really the big debate. And yeah, I mean, let's get down to it and tackle it. But like I said, you know, there's a lot of ways to really, really look at this debate. And, you know, there, there's so many things that you can compare and contrast between the two of them. And really what I'm going to try to focus on is I kind of want to look at statistics and analytics, overall career accomplishments, and something that, you know, I saw this in a couple of videos, uh, you know, and they, you know, they had some different terms for it, but kind of the one consistent term I heard for it is really what they called like the eye test. And really what the eye test is, what, you know, what some of these guys would say, and I really, really agree with is, you know, if the average basketball fan sat down and watched these guys play, not highlights, not little clips, but if you sat down and you watched 20 or 30 games of Michael Jordan's, 20 or 30 games of LeBron James, what is your overall impression of these men as players? And here's the thing. That's kind of a tough thing to do. Well, not not really so much tough. I mean, you know, especially with you know, the internet nowadays with YouTube, mba.com, you know, a lot of sources you actually, you know, if you have the time and 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 you really want to do it, you can sit down and watch, you know, complete games, complete Chicago Bulls games from from the 80s into the 90s, LeBron James games and things like that, you know, when he was with Cleveland, when he was with Miami, you know, currently now with the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, you can really do that. Again, like I said, I'm going to be turning 50 very soon, so I'm very very fortunate in the fact that yeah, I got to witness both of these men play um not well live. Uh and in terms and when I say live, um Growing up in New Jersey, well, still residing in New Jersey, lifelong Knicks fan, but I did have the opportunity when uh, the New Jersey Nets, and that's right, kids, the, the Nets actually used to play in New Jersey. Actually, believe it or not, they actually started, they started out on Long Island. That's a totally different topic. But when the New, Jer- New Jersey Nets uh, actually, you know, they had Jason Kidd, they had Keith Van Horn, you know, they had some pretty decent players. And, you know, eventually they would actually go on to appear into in back-to-back NBA finals, not winning a championship but you know this was around the time when they were really actually starting to gear up and they were making the playoffs and again this was this was the time of jordan i believe this was um in his sixth and final uh you know run towards the nba title i had the chance to go to a playoff game so i did actually get to see from a distance away but i did get to see michael jordan play live but like i said growing up in this area being a lifelong Knicks fan, you had no choice but to watch Michael Jordan play because one of the Knicks' biggest rivalries and in, in, in that time period, they had a lot of great rivalries. They absolutely, and anybody actually, anybody in the NBA Eastern Conference had a rivalry with the Chicago Bulls because during that period, during that period where they made that, you know, those those six, six NBA title runs, I mean, they were the team to beat. I mean, everybody had a rivalry with the Chicago Bulls. You know, it's that, it's that old joke, you know, I root for two teams, the New York Knicks and whoever's playing the Chicago Bulls. So yeah, I, I got to see a lot of Michael Jordan playing in regular season games, playing in playoff games, playing in NBA finals, playing in all-star games, playing in the Olympics twice. I, I got to see him. Also, I got to watch LeBron James. Never got to see him play live. Who knows? Maybe, you know, when the Lakers come to town uh, to play the Knicks, you know, maybe I'll I'll be lucky enough to get some tickets and go out and watch and see this guy play up close and personal. But 
yeah, I mean, I've watched this guy play, again, play regular season games and, and, and playoff games and finals games because, again, when, you know, I think the thing that's pretty interesting about it is is pretty much when Michael Jordan retired for the final time, the next season was the beginning of the LeBron era. LeBron was drafted straight out of high school. He came in. So, you know, that's the thing is is basketball was still, for me, at a really all-time high, you know, you're, you're coming off just, just absolutely amazing era, the Michael Jordan era, and now we're starting the Le- LeBron era. And right away, right away when LeBron James came into the league, th- there was that comparison. And, you know, and that's just the thing is when Michael Jordan was playing, there was always that comparison. You know, there would be some up-and-comer in, in college coming up. I remember there was a guy uh, by the name of Harold Miner. I don't remember who he played for college-wise, but, you know, he was drafted by the Miami Heat. He had the nickname Baby Jordan. Every top college guy that came through was compared to Michael Jordan. You know, you know, this guy could be the next Jordan. You know, and, and that's the thing, is during Michael Jordan's heyday, there were a lot of great NBA players. You know, you had Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal was getting started. Uh, you had Patrick Ewing, you had Hakeem Olajuwon, you had David Robinson, Tim Duncan was getting started and really starting to make a career for himself. Isaiah Thomas, you had phenomenal, phenomenal players. But that college guy that was coming up was always compared to Michael Jordan. I'm going to be honest. I'm not really a big college basketball fan. You know, I, I, you know, I would hear about, you know, the tournament and I would kind of follow, but I would fill out my brackets. And, you know, I still do. I, I really don't know college guys, you know, until really they come into the NBA to really prove something. So I, I'm going to be very honest with you. If that comparison is being made now where sort of these up-and-comers, you know, if they're international players, if they are uh, college players, you know, if they kind of skip all that and they go to the G League or they play overseas before coming to the NBA, I don't know now if there's that thing of, oh, so-and-so is going to be the next LeBron. I I don't know if that happens just because, like I said, I don't follow it that closely. And even back like in the Jordan heyday, I wasn't really up on all the college players, but I do remember if there was somebody who was kind of memorable or somebody that they would talk about, like this guy's going to be the number one pick, or you know he's definitely a top three or a top five pick. It was there was always that you know this guy is going to be the next Michael Jordan. They they never were, <laughs> and you know and again I, I don't want to that now say like you know. Nobody's ever going to be Michael Jordan, meaning that LeBron James is is kind of like a step down from Michael Jordan. Guys like Michael Jordan, guys like LeBron James, these are athletes that come along like once in a generation. And again, I'm going to give you a definitive like who I think, who who my pick is, you know, the stuff you don't need to know. Pick for, for the GOAT, the greatest of all time. I will tell you who it is. But again, I'm not knocking the other guy. I'm not saying the other guy sucks. I'm not saying the other guy's inconsequential or whatever. Again, you know, you're having a pickup basketball game. You are going to want either one of these guys. There's one guy I want more than the other. But like I said, if somebody chooses him and I'm left with the other guy, I'm not crying about it because I'm still getting a phenomenal basketball player no matter what. So like I said, I'm going to look at some statistics, some analytics. Uh, I'm going to kind of compare career accolades. And I'm also, you know, as I'm talking about all these things, I'm going to kind of throw in that eye test, you know, how to, because that's the thing is, is when you look at statistics and even when you look at analytics, a lot of times it's very, very easy to say like, you know, oh, well, you know, Michael had more points per game than LeBron, but LeBron had more of this and shooting percentage and this and that. 
and I was watching a video and they really, really broke it down that they said, yeah, you really got to put this stuff in context because they said, and I think they, they brought up um, Andre Drummond and uh, I can't remember the other big guy, but it's basically another Andre Drummond type. Totally blanking on the name, but I'm just going to pick Andre, Drum, um, Andre Drummond. Um, I believe he's either, you know, for career uh, shooting percentage, Andre Drummond is either first or second with like an almost 70% career field goal percentage. And you'd be like, well, that obviously Andre Drummond is the greatest shooter of all time. No, Andre Drummond, most of his points came from putbacks, from dunks, from layups, from alley-oops. Very, very, very high percentage shots. Nobody's going to call Andre Drummond the greatest shooter of all time. So that's the thing is, I'm going to be talking about a lot of statistics and a lot of analytics and trying to throw some context into it, which I, I, I really think tries to make this argument very, very fair. Now, one other thing I want to say before we really dive into it is, like I said, child of the 80s, you know, for me, that was the heyday of basketball. I had my opinions on basketball in the 80s and I have my opinions on basketball now. I am really taking a step back and I'm being very, very objective here. I'm not going to favor one guy over the other because one played in an era that I absolutely loved and another plays in an era that, I will be honest, I really don't think too highly of compared to, in my opinion, the heyday of basketball, which was the 80s into the early 90s. Two different eras. It's the same thing. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it's like people saying like, you know, well, you know, is Michael Jordan better than Wilt Chamberlain? I mean, again, you got to take it in context. Two totally different position players, uh, two totally different eras. And that's another thing, too. I'm really going to be all over the place today, guys. So we haven't even gotten into the debate yet. But that's the other thing, too, is a lot of people talk about the eras of basketball. You know, and I, and I talked about the 80s, which is when I saw Michael Jordan play the 80s into the 90s. You know, and now LeBron playing from, like, you know, the very late 90s, you know, pretty much up until today. And, yeah, there's a difference. There's definitely a difference, just like there was a difference between the 70s and the 80s, the 70s and the 60s, the 60s and the 50s. Rules change, you know. I mean, one of, you know, you want to talk about rule changes. There was a guy that played in the 50s. He played for the Minneapolis or the Milwaukee Lakers or the Minneapolis Lakers. Um, one of the, I think it was Milwaukee. Actually, it was the Milwaukee Lakers. Um, guy's name was George Mikan. Uh, he was a center. He was, if he was, he was either very close to or he was seven feet tall. And because of that and because of his athleticism, he totally changed the face of basketball. A shot clock was was introduced because of that, because they didn't want teams holding onto the ball. Um, the lane was widened. You know, the lane used to be this little tiny narrow strip, like just basically telling players just don't stand directly under the basket. Um, because of George Mikan's, you know, size and again because of his athletic ability, they had to widen it because they didn't want George Mikan just basically planting himself right underneath the basket. They actually had to widen it. So that's the thing is as players, you know, evolve, you know, athletically and things like that, there's rule changes and there's changes in play styles and whatnot. And the thing is, is, you know, I think, you know, and I've heard this in some debates where it's like, well, could Jordan play today? Could LeBron play back then? Here's the thing. And I'm just going to put this out there right now. Absolutely. Jordan absolutely could play in today's NBA. And LeBron could go back in time. He could jump into a time machine and he could go back, you know, to the 80s and the mid 80s and to the early 90s. And he absolutely, I mean, again, these are guys that are 
that sort of step above most other NBA players. I mean, these these two guys are the, yeah. There's a reason that they're the greatest or considered the greatest of all time, and, and this is why we're having this debate. So I just I just kind of want to throw that out there. That yeah, I do favor that Jordan era because it's what I grew up with, and to me, it's what basketball is, wasn't always should be. Do I watch the NBA now? Yes, absolutely, I do. Are there things that I like about it? Yes, absolutely. There's players today that I think are phenomenal. I think Steph Curry is probably one of the best shooters I've ever seen in my entire life. I think LeBron James is an amazing basketball player. I look at what some of these big guys are doing nowadays. You know, you look at a Kristaps Porzingis, a guy that's seven foot three that can shoot pretty decently from behind the three-point line. Um, you know, it's it's just it's it's amazing. It's it's absolutely amazing. But, you know, push comes to shove, I'm going to default back to what I grew up watching, you know, that that early 80s when, you know, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson really kind of jump-started and kick-started the NBA all the way through to Michael Jordan pretty much up until when LeBron joined the league. And even, you know, afterwards with that, yeah, the game has changed nowadays. And yes, I do favor that older style of play. But again, I'm going to be very, very, very objective here. I'm going to try to be very, very objective here. And I realize that I'm talking for almost 20 minutes and we haven't even gotten to the debate yet. So let's do that right now. Okay, so like I said, you know, if we're going to compare these two, I think one of the best places to start is to look at statistics and analytics as well. Now, again, I did a lot of research on this. I watched a lot of videos. I read a lot of articles. I copied a lot of stuff down. So this is not me crunching numbers and doing math. This is me. Uh, using Google and YouTube, basically my YouTube, Google, Wikipedia research, which I am very, very famous for. So I think, you know, if, if we're going to sit here and we're going to say, well, who's the greatest of all time? You know, let's look, let's look at statistics. Let's look at career statistics, um, kind of like the eight most common statistics out there. And that's, and this is of course per game over their entire career, points, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and turnovers per game. So when we put these numbers up side by side, I mean, I think the thing that we see that's pretty interesting, these are eight statistics right here. When we, right away, we just do an individual side-by-side -side comparison. Michael Jordan uh, beats out LeBron James in five of the eight statistics. Uh, he averaged more points. He averaged more steals. He averaged more blocks. Um, his free throw percentage was better and his turnovers per game were better now one of the things i didn't you know that lebron does beat him in is field goal percentage here's where this little eye test or sort of like you know we're gonna kind of take a deeper look at the statistics real quick here so for their career field goal percentage wise uh michael jordan uh his career field goal percentage was 49.7 percent lebron james's uh currently you know after you know this nba season finished up he is at 50.4 percent so very, very close. You know, Michael is almost 50%. You know, you want to round up, he's 50%. And if you want to round down because it's 50.4%, I mean, these guys are essentially, they're both essentially shooting 50%. But yes, LeBron James shoots at 50.4%. 50.4%. And uh, Jordan's field goal percentage was 49.7%. Let's take this into context. Um, there's, a t or, uh, there's an analytic out there that I saw that basically looked at shots per game and field goal percentage based on distance from the hoop. LeBron James, a majority, I think almost two out of three shots that LeBron James does 
is within three feet of the basket, from zero to three feet within the basket. So that's your layup, that's your dunk, that's your putback. You know, he shoots he shoots more of those than any other type of shot that he shoots, you know, during a typical game. And he's very, very good at it. I think he averages over 70%. The thing is, is when we get to that mid-range, uh, I'm not going to talk about three-point just yet, but we look at sort of like that mid-range game, it drops off and it drops off significantly. He goes from shooting about 70% down to, I believe, 34, 35%. That's a statistic I didn't write down, but you know, I do remember that he did have a pretty big drop off. Now, unfortunately, this statistic or analytic really didn't come into favor until really towards the end of Michael Jordan's career. So we do have, you know, some numbers on that that towards the end of his career, again, when he had come out of retirement, he was in his late 30s, going into his early 40s, and you know, he's playing for the Washington Wizards. Um that sort of mid-range, they were actually able to, to compile these analytics. That mid-range, he was actually shooting almost close to his regular shooting percentage of 49%. He was, he, I think he was around 45%. And now here's where this eye test comes in. I watched Michael Jordan play for just about his entire career, like I said, on TV. This guy was like, he was a dead bang mid-range shooter. You know, pull up jump shot, he's going to make it. You know, jump shot out of the post, he's going to make it. Spitting jump shot, fadeaway jump shot. Michael Jordan, because coming, you know, from University of North Carolina and coming into the NBA, he was known as a phenomenal finisher. He will take it to the hole. You know, he has amazing moves. He's going to dunk on you. He's going to spin around you. He's going to do a finger roll. He's going to, you know, whatever. And he realized right away that to survive in the NBA because he was a skinny kid um he had to build himself up which he did you know he he did put on a, a good amount of muscle but he also realized too that he had a really i mean he had a, a good jump shot in college during his entire nba career for a vast majority of his nba nba career the guy had an amazing jump shot now we look at the three pointers both of them shooting around 34 35% and the thing is you know again let's take a little deeper look at that when Jordan played, yeah, we had the three-pointer, but it wasn't like it is today. Teams today average anywhere from 20 to I'm sorry, 20 to 25 attempts from behind the three-point line per game. LeBron James himself averages about 9 attempts per game. Back in Michael Jordan's day, teams averaged about 9 attempts per game. You know, yeah, the three-point shot was nice and you had, you know, your Larry Bird, you had your um Dale Ellis and and whatnot who could shoot the three-pointer, but it wasn't as much it wasn't a, a huge factor in the game like it is today. So, yeah, they both kind of shot the same percentage, but Jordan averaged about two to three three-point attempts per game, where LeBron averages close to like nine or ten attempts per game. So, yeah, their, their three-point field goal percentage is about the same, but Jordan attempted it a lot less because he didn't have to. Again, teams didn't really rely on it like they do today, and he was probably one of the best finishers in the NBA, and he had one of the deadliest mid-range jump shots in the NBA then, and, I, I, and, and you know, put, I think you can put him up against some of the great shooters that we have right now, again, like a Steph Curry or something like that. The guy had a, guy had a killer jump shot. So that's why I'm saying, like, you know, let, let's just kind of look at some of these statistics with some, with some context. 
Um, yeah, you know, LeBron James does have a better overall career field goal percentage. Again, it's a hair better than Michael Jordan's, but still it is better. But I think Jordan was a much more effective scorer because he, like I said, he could finish on you. He could he could break your ankles and take it to the hoop and make you look ridiculous. This was a guy, and again, Knicks fan. You know, I root for two teams, the New York Knickerbockers and whoever played Jordan's Chicago Bulls. This guy would dunk on Charles Oakley. He would dunk on Patrick Ewing. I mean, he would break my heart being able to do that. You know, interview I saw with Shaquille O'Neal where he basically said kind of one of the first times that he he went up against Jordan is a couple of things he had in mind. His first thing is he's like, well, thank God I don't got to guard the guy, you know, but he said, I cannot let him dunk on me. And the first time Jordan took it to the hoop, Shaq had to like Shaq hit him hard. He fouled him hard. It was a clean foul, but he fouled him hard because he knew he's like, I, he's like, chances are this guy can probably dunk on me, but I cannot let it happen because I will never, ever, ever live it down. I mean, Jordan dunked on just about everybody. But again, the guy had an amazing mid-range jump shot. So kind of continuing our look at statistics and analytics, um, there's an analytic out there. It's called the player efficiency rating. Basically, what does that mean is how effective of a player, how effective of a scorer is, is a player, you know, per minute, you know, how effectively do they use their time out there in an offensive way? And there's a lot of things that go into it. This, this, the, the way it's been calculated, has kind of been tweaked here and there, but basically it's just basically, you know, how, you know, when Jordan steps onto the court, how efficient is he? When LeBron steps onto the court, how efficient is he? Now I'm not going to kind of look at their overall, you know, their, their, you know, compare their ratings side by side. I think the thing that's pretty interesting to take a look at is, is, you know, over their entire careers, um, Jordan led the league in player efficiency ratings seven times. LeBron has led it six times. Jordan was in the top three, 10 times. LeBron has been in it nine times in the regular season. The regular season average Jordan is 27 point. His, his PER is 27.9, which for a career ranks first LeBron is 27.5, which is second. Here's the one I think that really kind of tells you something. When you look at the player efficiency rating, you know, again, overall for their career in the playoffs, Michael Jordan goes from 27.9 up to 28.6. He's still the first. He still has the best overall player efficiency rating in the playoffs. LeBron, he goes from a 27.5 up to a 28.3, but he ranks third overall. So, you know, again... I think that that says a lot, you know, I think they're definitely both very, very efficient guys when they step on the court. But, you know, when you kind of compare them to their peers, you know, Jordan kind of like was always leaps and bounds above everybody out there. And again, I'm not taking anything away from LeBron. He's a very, very effective scorer. He's a very, very effective offensive player. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But I think the thing that's really, really telling is, is yes, their efficiency went up in the playoffs, but Jordan significantly jumped up and he still is like the most effective player in the playoffs career-wise where, you know, LeBron actually drops down to third. So, you know, continuing to look at statistics and again, you know, one of the things that you really need to look at is, is you know, yeah, obviously LeBron James physically, he's he's taller. He outweighs Michael Jordan. A lot of people will say he is stronger, which I think it's true. I mean, I remember when LeBron James was coming up in high school 
and they started playing his high school games on ESPN. And I'm watching going, that's not a 17-year-old. That's not an 18-year-old. That is a grown-ass man out there. Like, you cannot tell me that this LeBron James kid is a kid. I mean, at 18 years old, he looked like a grown man. Jordan came into the league after playing, I'm pretty sure he played all four years at North Carolina. And he was a skinny kid when he came in. He hit the gym. He worked really, really hard. But I think, you know, when you want to look at these two, just natural athletic gifts. I mean, LeBron James, I I feel you. Taller, stronger. Some will say he's faster. I would think that given his height, given his size, he appears to be faster than Jordan. I mean, Jordan was a fast guy. No doubt about it. These two guys are fast. You know, if there was was like a 100-yard dash, who would win? I don't know. But... When you saw, you know, Jordan on the court, you know, I mean, he just glided along effort, effort, with, without any effort. <laughs> Sorry, can't speak today. Uh, where LeBron, you know, is a pretty big guy and he glides down the court as well. So one of the things I think is pretty interesting is we're going to take a look at those statistics again. And again, this is for this is for their career and per game averages of points, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, and free throw percentage. And the thing is, is we're going to compare them. Jordan traditionally was a shooting guard. LeBron, you know, and again, these guys kind of played almost just about every position. LeBron more so than um, Michael. Michael was pretty much a traditional shooting guard. LeBron James is really considered a small forward, a point forward, but you know, for analytics sake, I'm going to compare him to, you know, uh, small forwards. So when we look at Michael Jordan and, you know, among shooting guards for their careers, you know, points, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, field goal, field goal, and free throw percentage, here's the thing that's very, very interesting. And there's seven statistics here. And six out of the seven, Michael Jordan is always in the top ten. Um Among shooting guards, he was first in points, fourth in assists, third in rebounds, third in steals, third in blocks, and ninth in field goal percentage. He was 34th in free throw percentage. We take a look at LeBron James comparing him to every other small forward out there for their careers. You know, where did they stack up? He's first in assists, second in points, and ninth in steals. So those three statistics, he's in the top 10 among players of his position. Everything else, he is below top 10. Uh, 12th in rebounds, 17th in blocks, 17th in field goal percentage, and 107th in free throw percentage. That's one of the things that I, w- I definitely want to talk about is free throw percentage. Michael Jordan, for his career, you know, outshot uh, LeBron when it came to the to, came to free throws. I mean, LeBron's not exactly known. I mean, he's no Shaquille O'Neal. You know, it's not a hack-a-shack thing. But again going to kind of bring in this eye test or sort of like this eye measurement, you know, whatever you want to call it. Watching Michael Jordan play, the guy never shied away from contact. Uh, Again, this is a guy that would take it to the hole against Patrick Ewing, against David Robinson, against Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, the Detroit Pistons, who pretty much implemented what they called the Jordan rules, which was if he comes down the middle of the lane, beat the shit out of him. Um, Michael Jordan never shied away from contact. Michael Jordan was a huge trash talker. There's a video of him where he 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 dunked on Dikembe Mutombo, uh, who who you know Dikembe Mutombo, of course, you know famously great shot blocker. The no 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 no, you know wagging the finger when he blocked a shot. 
um, you know, challenged Jordan. Jordan took it to him, uh, dunked on him, and got the and one. Went to the free throw line, looks at him, goes, hey, Dikembe, this one's for you. Closes his eyes and sinks the free throw. Was he the greatest free throw shooter out there? No. I think he averaged about, because I don't have the statistic in front of me, I think he averaged about 83%, which is which is good. Is it great? No. I mean, there's guys that for their career averaged above 90%. 83% though is, is really, really good. And like I said, he never shied away from contact. One of the things that I notice about and that other people will say about LeBron is, yeah, he's not a great free throw shooter. He has, that is definitely a glaring weakness in his game. And what you notice about him, and again, from watching him play and from hearing people talk about him is, is towards the end of games, especially towards the end of key games, he will actually shy away from driving to the hoop because he's worried about getting fouled, trying to convert an and one, or if he's fouled and doesn't make a shot, trying to sink two, three throws. And that's the thing is in a situation like that, uh, you know, I, I was watching a video where they basically said that, you know, for for LeBron to hit two free throws in a row, it's about as random as a coin toss. You know, you, you just really can't rely on it. Where Jordan, again, 83%, is, is really, really good. It's not elite, but it's really, really good. But it, it just seemed like he he was like, game's on the line. He's doing what he has to do to win. If he's got to drive and he's got to take a foul, he's going to do it because he has that confidence that he's going to make it. Where LeBron, especially kind of later, like now in his career, kind of shies away from that. You know, he'll shoot pull-up jumpers. He'll shoot from three-point. He's kind of worried about taking it to the hole because he's worried about drawing the foul and really just kind of blundering those those free throw opportunities. So another interesting, um, not really statistic, but I guess analytic is sort of like, there's really no official term for it. Uh, some people will kind of say it's almost sort of like like a clutch percentage. And basically what they do is they're able to look at, you know, over their career is situations when it's the last five seconds of the game and their team is down by, you know, five, you know, anywhere from one to five points. Basically, you know, if the team is down by five points or less and kind of taking that final shot in that last five seconds. And, you know, and again, I didn't really copy down the statistics, so I'm kind of going off my memory here. But basically, they kind of took a look at, at both LeBron and Michael Jordan and, you know, were able to actually come up with a pretty big pool of about anywhere from 100 for each for each uh, guy, 100 to 110 of these sort of clutch situations. Michael Jordan, like I said, for his career, shot 49.7%. And when he was put in this clutch situation, five seconds left, down by, you know, five or less points, he, you know, when he was given the ball in those situations, his shooting percentage was like around 49, like close to 50%, which is okay. You know, I mean, it's pretty much what he shot normally. That's what his normal field goal percentage was. That seems to be pretty good. Well, how did LeBron do in these same situations? And again, you know, looking at, I think it was anywhere from 100 to 110 of these situations throughout his career, where again, last five seconds, his team is down by five or less points, and he's the one that's taking that shot 20%. So his sort of clutch percentage is 20%. And, and I think that's a very, very, very telling statistic right there. I think one of the things is, is if you want to say, 
who's the greatest basketball player of all time? You know, I've heard people, you know, when they have this debate, when they, they say, like, you want to know who the greatest basketball player is of all time? You know, here's the deal. You know, it's almost like, and they're both in this movie. Um, it's almost like a Space Jam situation. Aliens come from another planet. It's the fate of the it's the fate of the Earth. You know, one basketball game. You know, who's the guy you're putting out there, or who's the guy you want to take that last shot? Is it Michael Jordan? Is it LeBron James? Well, based on this statistic, and kind of based on that eye test, you know, watching these two guys play, not just highlights, not watching them make highlight plays, watching them play games, a significant amount of games. I'm sorry, I hate to say it. LeBron James, he's a great guy. He's a great basketball player, you know. But if the fate of the world is on the line, it's five seconds left, and, you know, Earth is trailing the Monstars by, you know, anywhere from one to five points, and we need to win, I am handing the ball off to Michael Jordan, and I'm just getting the hell out of his way and letting him do what he do because I know I have that faith that he will get the job done so you know i want to kind of wrap up here and just kind of take a look at their accolades overall now lebron james because he is still playing will have a longer career than michael jordan did so again you know when we look at some of these sort of like career accolades and whatnot um you know lebron will have more of certain things than than michael jordan did but and again you know as as, as i kind of go through them you know let's let's just um Let's let you know, like oh, we'll kind of do this eye test or sort of like comparing statistics and whatnot. Um, okay, so again, you know, and this is up until the end of this current season, scoring titles. LeBron James has won the scoring title once, Michael Jordan won it 10 times. Um, all-star picks. I mean, LeBron's 17 to Jordan's 14, but again, that's also a career thing. LeBron's career is longer and will continue to be longer than Michael Jordan's. Okay. NBA All-Defensive Team. LeBron has made it six times. Michael made it nine times. Michael Jordan was also one-time uh, NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Making the All-NBA Team. LeBron 16 times. Michael 11 times. And again, I think also with that one too, LeBron does have and will have a longer career than Michael. Um, let's get down to it. Championships, you know, finals and whatnot. Okay, so Michael Jordan has six NBA championships. He is six for six. Went to the NBA Finals six times, won it six times. LeBron has gone to the NBA Final ten times, and he has won it four times. Finals MVPs. I mean, Michael was six-time finals MVP. LeBron is a four-time MVP. So, you know, they, you know, Michael won the title six times. He was the MVP uh, 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 of that series. And LeBron has won four championships, and he was uh, the finals MVP four times. I'm going to get back to that in a second. League MVP. Uh, Michael has won it five times. LeBron has now won it four times. And, you know, he has that chance to actually surpass Michael. But again, his career has been longer and will continue to be longer than Michael's. But let's get back to the championship thing. And let's get back to sort of like, you know, yeah, Jordan only went to the finals ten, uh, six times, and LeBron has gone 10 times now. Here's the thing. Jordan is 6 for 6 in the NBA championships. LeBron is 4 for 10. Now, you know, uh, to me, it's it's Michael has won it six times. Michael was on the greatest team 
six times. LeBron was on it four times. Yes, LeBron went to the finals more times, but to me, having more titles is significantly better than going more times and still coming up short. You know, and and, and to kind of like, I don't want to say put an end to this debate, but if you want to say like, well, you know, I think it's better to go to the finals more. Yeah, Michael, you know, he, he went six times and he won it six times, but Le- LeBron went 10 times. He went to the finals 10 times. I think that's great. But the thing is, you know, look at those teams or, or look at those times that LeBron went to the finals and didn't win. Do the fans of those teams, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Miami Heat, because that's pretty much when he did it, um, are they going to say like, well, you know what? We made it. That was great. We didn't win. Oh, well. No, they want those titles. I saw, you know, in one of the videos that I watched, they gave a really kind of good analogy. They said, look at the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills went to the NF, you know, went to the Super Bowl four times in a row, four times, and they lost all four. Ask a Buffalo Bills fan, hey, what's better, losing the Super Bowl four times or only going once and winning it? Winning the Super Bowl once or losing it four times? They want that one win. They don't want, yeah, we almost made it. We almost had it. No, you want to win. You know, famed New York Jets coach Herm Edwards is famous for saying (laughs) you win the damn game. (laughs) That's what you do. You win. Jordan went six times and he won it six times. LeBron went 10 times and he won four. And again, I'm not knocking LeBron James for being, you know, a four time NBA champ. There's a lot of guys out there that are zero time NBA champs. He won the NBA title four times. He was the final MVP four times, and that is a phenomenal, phenomenal accomplishment. But when you want to have this argument or you want to have this debate about who's the greatest of all time, Jordan has it six times. LeBron has it four times. Jordan was six for six. LeBron was four for ten. Now, here's the other thing, too. is people are going to say, well, yeah, LeBron, you know, uh, only won four, but man, did he go up against some great teams, and he lost to some great teams. You know, he lost to the Golden State Warriors, who was a, they were a really great team, but then he did beat them. He beat that Golden State Warriors, you know, and, and that's great and that's fine and that's good. Jordan won it six times and he was the greatest player on the greatest team. And again, you have to take it from a guy that was there in the 80s and was watching all this unfold. When the Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan hit this stride where they were just winning championship after championship after championship, they were the team to beat. They were the absolute, you know, they were the juggernaut. They were never the underdogs. When they got on that roll, they were the team to beat. To me, that says a lot. I mean, yes, I, again, I'm not taking away from the fact that LeBron James is a four-time NBA champion. That is a phenomenal accomplishment. But Michael Jordan is a six-time NBA champion. And all six times, he was the greatest player on the greatest team. There was no question. The way basketball was back then in the 80s, the Eastern Conference was the Beastern Conference. They were the superior conference. The West was seen as the weak, uh, the run and gun. They're not physical. You know, whoever wins, 
the NBA Eastern Conference Final. That that's your champion. That's your championship game right there. And you know the actual NBA Finals is a little consolation game. Let's let the West play a couple of games and whatever. Here's another statistic. Again, Michael Jordan, six-time NBA champion, right? He went to the NBA Finals six times, and he won it six times. How many times did he face a Game 7? Never. He never faced a Game 7. He shut down the other teams. I mean, I think I'm just going to end I'm going to end the debate right there. If you haven't guessed it by now, my pick for the greatest basketball player, the GOAT, the greatest of all time is Michael Jordan. And again, I am not taking anything away from LeBron James. I think LeBron James is a hell of a player. He is a phenomenal. He's a great competitor. But in the end, it's Michael Jordan. It always was. And, you know, for the foreseeable future, it will always be Michael Jordan. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Head on over to Instagram. Stuff you don't need to know is there. I post pictures about the content that I talk about. Note all thanks for listening. And I will definitely talk to you guys later. 